Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Live. Hello and welcome to another edition of Therapy Tuesday. I am your host, Dr. J. If we're going to be a, if we're going to be doing therapy, Bram, I guess I have to be a doctor, so I'll go Dr. J. This is my colleague, Bram Weinstein, the voice of the Washington Commanders, and we're gonna we're gonna talk you through this because there are questions you guys have, insight that you guys want, and so we'll get to some of your questions inside. We know some of the topics here. We'll get to all that. If you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor, hit that like button, subscribe button, subscribe to the John Con Report wherever you get your podcasts, all that good stuff. Bram, let's get to it. On Monday, Washington coach, well, let me, uh, before I go to there, I just want a little bit of news for everybody tonight that Sam Cosme had surgery on his right thumb. They're not sure how much time he's going to miss. Cornelius Lucas goes into right tackle. So on Sunday, they will have two of their original five starting linemen available for that game, but that's the NFL. Bram, on Monday, Ron Rivera was basically pleading for patience and time. Asking for, you know, kind of pointing out some reasons why he felt like people should be patient with them. What did you make of that? Um, I think if the games were a little closer and it wasn't the way they were losing, I think I might, you know, I think that that message would probably resonate a little differently. Um, It is hard to ask for patience in year three. It is hard to ask for patience when you gave up the assets that you gave up to get the quarterback, spent the, made the financial commitment to the quarterback. Um, And I would largely say that this is like, um, that this is like, you know, this is his roster now. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I mean, we can go through it. Like in the first two years, I, I think there were a lot of ready-made excuses that were valid for what the results were. Like the first year was the first year COVID he had cancer. Um, there was a lot of quarterback issues that had to be dealt with. Everything was new. I think the roster was missing a lot of depth. They got lucky and won the division, but like, you know, like, but I thought it was a good year. Um, good jumping off point. Second year. I don't blame them for the record as it was by the end of it because of COVID and injuries and all sorts of things. I'll hear them out on a lot of the, um, on that this year is different. Like they are supposed to take a jump. I don't think anybody looks at them. I don't and think like, Oh, that's Super Bowl team. Right. But I do think that the way they're losing, they're having, you know, stretches of time where they're inept on one side of the ball to this past week where I didn't really see that, but they beat themselves with their own mistakes. Um, you know, I think, I think it's just, it's a tough message to try to sell right now. I think is the best way I, w- I would put it. it. It just, it is. And I've been hearing a lot more the last couple of days of him saying, we, we, we. And I think that that's been very important. And it's like something that I felt has been very important really after the, the Detroit game that this is everybody, this is everybody's right. problem. Like we can go through the litany of issues as to why we're here, but we're here. I do think this team is a, a little too good and at a lot of positions 
to have the type of results that they've had. So I'm expecting pride to take over. I'm expecting them to get better. I'm expecting more competitive outcomes for sure. Um, but there are a lot of issues, but I, I, I don't know where you landed on that message. I just didn't think it was really the the right time to, to try to. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a hard one because as you know, this fan base has been very patient for a long time. And actually a lot of people are out of patience and I don't who, who the heck can blame them. And Blaine Bowling, who was always here, thanks for coming back, Blaine. I've been waiting patiently for three decades now. That's what we just said on, on, the, on the YouTube live stream. Yes, that's the problem. Is that and and it's not Ron Rivera's fault that they've been waiting that long, but it is the reality of the situation. And so much stuff has happened here that the fans have had to endure. That it's you know like you want to you know it's been a one it's been a litany of issues or big negative stories or whatever that they've had to endure in addition to losing. So that compounds everything. Now, as far as the patience goes, like the other hard part is that you have Nick Sirianni in his second year in Philly. The the Eagles have done a really good job of bouncing right back up to the top of the division. The Cowboys lost their starting quarterback and the Giants are three and one. Now I think the Giants have played a pretty nice schedule early, but they're still, they've still won three games. So that's that's part of the issue here is that, you know, um, in this league, you 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 only get patience for so long. But I where I understand it is with let's, for example, with Carson Wentz in the offense, I thought they would start off um, up and down with the offense because it is a new offense. The line was, as we've talked about, the line was, you know, they were missing guys in training camp. We had questions about it going into the season. Even, even before those guys were missing, we would have, even if they had been here all summer, we would have had questions about the line going into the season. Then you compound it with guys being out. So you, and, and Wentz new to the system, it's a new offense and, you know, you know, the, new with the receivers, et cetera. Logan Thomas coming back from an injury. I was willing, that's, that's where I think you say, okay, I can see that offense getting better if they get some guys healthy up front. Defensively, you had to be better, right? A little bit more more consistent. And that's where, like, again, I look at a team like Dallas. They've relied on that defense for the first four games. And it's allowed that offense to do enough to win three games. So, like, that's one thing that they've built that, that these guys haven't built that – I will say the last two games, the defense in the first half of games, especially has kept the offense in it. They just need to get some help from the offense. So, you know, but they haven't. So I just think it's hard to, to ask for a lot of patience at this point. And I understand from a coach's perspective, why he'd do that, but man, you know, I, and they need to get, they need to win. Yeah, they need to win pretty badly. Um, yeah, and I just think like the messaging feels off. Like it would be one thing if if they were like one and three, but like like the Saints in London, where they're missing their quarterback, their best wide receiver, right. their best running back. They almost won anyway and had a bad right. break on a field goal at the end of the game. And you could sit there and go this, that, or the other thing, but it's just so much going on right now that I just I can't I can't come to the you know part of like preach patience here. And the one line that I actually thought that that I didn't really particularly resonate very well with me was essentially asking the media to I think the line was, I'll have as much time as you'll give me. And I didn't really totally understand that. Like, I, you know, I just this is year three. 
they it is his roster they have spent a lot of resources on a lot of different items that they asked for you know i think we can expect better we don't have to be ridiculous and think that they're going to be the bills but like i do think that it's got to be better than this and their 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 team is too good in my opinion to have the deficits that they have or the margins of loss that they have or the amount of mistakes that they have per game they literally beat themselves in Dallas. Like, yeah, literally. The penalties, did. man. Yes. The penalties. And decision making. Killed it. The decision making. There, you know, the one part where uh, if you want to talk patience, but I do think that it's a bed they made was with their offensive line. Yeah. A lot of the issues this particular week was actual communication amongst the linemen themselves. Um, there were breakdowns, especially on the early sack. No one blocked Neville Gallimore because they didn't know there was a mistake in the protection call. Well, obviously. Four guys knew. Correct. Um, you know, the there were multiple incidents on the right side of the line, especially after Sadiq Charles came in. But these are basically three new people playing with each other. The center, the guard, the tackle. It was funny back in like the, the summer when the injuries started happening. I remember asking, you know, the coaches about like, don't you need continuity on a line? And here is a moment where you see what happens when you don't have it. You're asking guys to come in on the fly against a really good front and there's going to be mistakes and they became devastating. The other thing that really has bothered me so far and really stuck with me after this past weekend was on five drives, they had offensive penalties, at least one, five, right? So that's a, that's a lot, right? So in each of the cases though, Pun. they did not get a first down after they right. got the penalty. Correct. After not once. Yeah. So it takes one mistake for them not to be able to overcome it. And the reality is, and nobody can do this. You can't play perfectly here. It's impossible in this league to play perfectly. But it, what it said to me was they have no margin for error. Correct. Like they have a, they have a one penalty and they're incapable of even getting a first down when backed up. So that's problematic to me too. And then, you know, the turnovers is another thing, you know, this isn't all the offense. They are on a historic track for least takeaways. You know, I assume that will change, but it hasn't. So they had like, two they were called back. Right. They're right. But they were the penalties were called for. I mean, like yeah, no, they were bad they, calls. I mean, just no, they, they were, were really they were the right calls. for for Washington right. for sure. Right. But like unfortunately, and like the second one was oh, man, I hated that one so much because God, David Davis actually made a great play covering on a wide receiver. He got stuck on a wide receiver. The Cowboys saw it. Davis was with them stride for stride. Throw was short. St. Juice makes a great or curl. I can't remember who it was. Somebody comes oh. over and makes a great play on the ball, goes out of bounds, and it gets called back on a penalty. So that was one where I was like, man, like the defense should have been rewarded for what was a great play oh. in a in a tough, you know, in a tough assignment. And unfortunately didn't go their way. But the reality is they didn't get any turnovers again. So they're not making any game-changing plays. Um, 90 doesn't have a sack yet. And the offense makes a mistake or two and they literally can't overcome it. It's just not a recipe for winning, even if things are getting better. And I would argue to you that like in a lot of ways, they actually got better again. Well, the run game was really good. And seeing Jonathan Williams run the ball like that, in addition to Gibson, and then you get Brian Robinson, who will be activated and practicing on Wednesday. Don't know yet if he's going to play, but there's definite optimism about his chances you know, I I don't know, like, I don't know that the run game is going to be better than it was Sunday, but maybe you can get some consistency off that. The problem is that um, 
So that's helped. And I think the defense has played better last week. It's just that they give up these big plays and they don't cause, like you said, they don't cause the turnovers. I like how Davis has progressed. I know that a lot of people wondered about like him on the CD lamb. The first time he that lamb caught the ball for like 20 some yards. Why is he on him? And sometimes listen, there's a really good offensive scheme that gets him in that situation. What the coaches always want is in that situation. You saw him make the adjustment there is the way he played his leverage. And that's one of the encouraging things about the D is the way Davis has progressed. Um, and on that first one, he did play with the wrong leverage. If he plays with the right leverage and he makes David, it makes Lamb go over the top, Effie Obata is about to hit Cooper Rush for a possible sack. So, like, that's where playing the leverage helps. We saw that in the other one where it forces a bad throw. So, like, that's an encouraging thing. But the big plays happen. We, the corners have not been good. That has that. That's not going to like. They're not going to be able to put any corners in there. I think that are better than what they have right now. That's that's going to be an off-season fix, or they have to hope that some of these young guys develop. St. Juice has had a nice season, but the start, you know, Fuller and Jackson have got to play better. And will they? You know, that's a tough one. So that's where it's that's where the discouraging part comes in. Is is some of the individual play? I think the line has been good. Um, now, Aaron Coleman says, how disheartening is it to once again be relegated to running the ball and hoping for breaks? I thought the point was to be better than by, by now. Well, yeah, <laughs> but but the, the thing is you have to have an identity. And one of the things that, that they – and I know Ron Rivera wants him to do is to run the ball better. And it's not about – you don't have to run the ball 50 times a game. You have to run it better and put yourself in better situations. And that's what they were doing on Sunday, and that's the thing that was – has to sting because they were doing what the game plan suggested they should, and it was running the ball, and it didn't pay off. Now, some of the reason, Bram, it doesn't pay off, it goes back to, to me, some details of the game. In the play-action game, for example, you don't just have to run the ball well to sell play-action. You have to sell the play-action. You have to come off the ball a certain way. You can't have tight ends sitting back in their stance and tipping off that they're going to pass set. And that's what you see sometimes, too. Little details will make a difference, but it really comes down to some big plays. And I'm, I'm rambling here. It comes down to you have to make some plays on defense. Montez Sweat has got to make some plays. And I think offensively, if you keep running the ball like that, and this week Tennessee is not good defensively against the pass, maybe you get a chance to get some you know healthy numbers again there. So you have a chance to break out or to do better offensively. They've played two really, really good defenses they need to get healthy this weekend. I, I want to go back to something that I felt watching Wentz coming into the season from last year. And part of this was the Colts offensive line was actually just as porous last year as this one has yeah. been, right? But what I my takeaway in watching him was the slow developing plays are just not his forte, like just in general, right? Yeah. They did one here where they did a, they did what looked to be kind of like a zone read or RPO type moment that totally like was that completely, was yeah, it was bad. Yeah. And it's just, it's not his thing and no one thinks he's running. So, you know, like you're not fooling anybody by doing that. And then all these that like was supposed to just a, be basic play action. Yes, too. even basic play action, it almost develops a little too slowly for him um, to be effective in it, and that goes back to like to for me, just like that was one of my concerns with him. I think I said early, you know, like they got to get the ball out of his hands fast, 
Um, I know they have these guys that can stretch the field, and I know he has the arm to do so, but with the protection the way it is and his, you know, I, I don't know, shortcomings in very slow developing plays, it feels a little mismatched to put him in a place where he could be at his best and play to his strength. So oh, a lot of people are sitting here going, you know, why are we running the ball again? And like, and, and do all this stuff. I actually think they kind of have to. Yeah. Um, I think that actually this, this particular game plan matched a, a better against this opponent than the one say two weeks ago against Detroit, where right. I blame a lot of what happened in the offensive breakdown to mismatched play calling against the level of pressure that was coming against them. Like they were trying to throw intermediate routes against a team that's bringing seven people. It just didn't develop in time. So it was kind of a breakdown for everybody to kind of rethink this week. I looked at Dallas and I said, you can hit them on the edges. Like they're actually light up front. This is a better run blocking unit. You know, they obviously, we know what kind of pressure they can bring. We know what kind of disruptive force Parsons is their corners. I don't know whether they can cover or not. Frankly, they don't have to like, they get to the quarterback so fast that they just tee off of people. And so run it, run it at them, run it at 11, run it at 90, run it on the edges. And Washington actually this past weekend did a lot of that. I actually felt this was the best game plan that came through. The reality was, though, and maybe some of this was the changes on the offensive line, but the penalties and the miscommunications up front stunted a lot of drives. When they did get into third and long, you see what their shortcomings are on slow developing plays. They're almost incapable of really running them effectively consistently right now. That could change with moving a pocket or moving. You know, I think there's a lot of things they could try to do here. Um, but, you know, for right now, like the object is to play to their strengths. And and so I think they're learning what the strengths are and maybe they're just adjusting a little too slowly, maybe you know, and, and, a little too slowly for my liking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everyone. Have you ever bet on sports with your buddies? And do you like competing against your friends and not the book? Think about all the juice that gets lost during the football season. Betting 11 bucks, win 10 bucks. Brothrow lets you bet in all 50 states because Brothrow isn't the house. Betters have a fair shot at winning here. Only sports betting platform that doesn't take a cut out of every bet. And you don't even have to deposit money into a bro throw account. No deposits, no minimum bets, don't need to connect your bank account. Betters pay each other directly, hassle-free sign-up. It's a process that lets you get in the action in seconds. Right now, bro throw is only accepting people through a specific link. If you want to bet with us, our link is brothrow.com backslash kind, K-E-I-M. Bet without fees, no minimum bets. If you bet 10 bucks, you win 10 bucks. That's brothrow.com backslash time. You can find us on there, play some bets, have some fun. Yeah, and I what I didn't like last week is that like 
I understand, like, they certainly were highly, highly aware of that pass rush and wanting to get the, the ball out. Justin Check just said, whoever tried moving pocket on rollouts, et cetera. They've done that sometimes. Not every quarterback is comfortable with that, for one. And two, when you, when you move the pocket that much, you're cutting down the field. So, like, team coaches don't like to – coaches don't want to – if you're just giving half a field to read, it's a lot easier to cover on that side, too. So you'll see some of the bootleg action. That's essentially what it is. And they'll do that on occasion. Um, the hard part, again, with that is that you've got to sell the run because the backside defenders are not playing for any sort of run action, right? And, the, and like on one, um, Bates didn't get to the to – the, I think he was supposed to just kind of chip on the tackle coming down. So he wasn't able to do that, and that led to a pressure. Um, I, I, don't know if that, I don't know if that was the Parsons one, but, you know, so you, you see some of that going on. Um, some of the moving pocket, but it gets harder to do that often. You can do it yeah. some, but you have to, the play action has to be sold better. And it's just not, you don't see teams getting fooled all that often or sucked up, you know, because of, I, don't like, I just don't like these slow developing plays with him in general. I just, well, I, just and, and I, don't listen, I don't think it's a strength. And I think you would have no, seen that on film last year, watching him. And, um, and, th- and therefore it goes back to like, you know, like, listen, like he's no perfect quarterback. And, and, but, I think you need to put him in a position to succeed and it, it's double-edged sword here because the protection has been wonky at best, leaky at worst and devastatingly bad at times. So if there's a lot going on here, I still do feel like there were moments where I saw when Sadiq Charles came in, he was very physical, especially in the run. I thought that was pretty good. There were mistakes obviously, but he was, um, I actually thought Nick Martin was moving really well. I thought he that was, was pretty good. Yeah, Norwell fine. is very good in the run game, actually. I'm Norwell not so was, Norwell's not the issue Sunday. Yeah, no, he's good. Bates is a very good blocker. I mean, I like running to his side. Um, I thought Logan Thomas didn't have the greatest game, honestly. Nope, I think did, not, did not help as a blocker. No, and he missed a couple of bad ones. There was one particular one on a screen that was set up very well that he missed the block on Donovan Wilson. Otherwise, that might have been sprung. Yes. Oh, so there's yeah. these little moments, you know, he that it wasn't his, the- even said it after the game, he missed a lot of assignments. So yeah. um, there's a lot there. There's a lot to work on. Um, and then, you know, listen, on the other side of the ball, too, I'm not going to absolve them. I thought, once again, they were better. Second week in a row, if there was a priority, it stopped the run game against two teams that run the ball really well. They did that. I mean, if I if I told you after the game, Zeke's going to have 19 carries for 49 yards. Washington would have the ball seven minutes more than Dallas. They'd run 15 to I 20 mean, more plays. Like, you'd never think they lost by 15 points. No. But they did because in key critical moments, they committed bad penalties. They had bad miscommunications. They're incapable of overcoming their own mistakes. And the defense had critical errors on the other side of the ball too. I mean, William Jackson had a couple of really tough penalties. I mean, he got a pass interference on a play where the ball was thrown into double coverage. I mean, it's just, you know, there's just some of these moments where you're like, Oh my God, like they can't get out of their own way. They beat themselves. But in the end, and I will agree with Rivera in this way. And I know it doesn't look at all the time, but when you do rewatch, there was a lot more positive that occurred here again. And that's why I landed on, they didn't get beat. They beat themselves. And, well, yeah. you know, and, and, and listen, like even on that first series, Dallas had 31 yards on one play, nine yards on five other plays, but that 31 yarder gets them in scoring position. And so, you know, and that was just a missed assignment. And it looked like, um, looked like on that one, Cole Holcomb is James Smith Williams drops into coverage and there was a, I think it was a receiver running over there. So he gets over there and then Elliot leaks out. But, and it going back to the quick passes, the one thing I will say, it's not like Wentz is always good on those throws. And you know, who, like on my, my game plan and what I said on the prediction thing was 
You had to do two things, quick throws and run the ball. Well, the other thing I knew is if I know this, Dallas knows that. So when you watch their corners, they sat on all that quick stuff. They know that this team wants to run those shallow crosses, the mesh routes and all that. Teams know that. So they're just sitting on that stuff when you have a pass rush like Dallas does. And, you know, again, I go back to the off coverage stuff. But Dallas plays it the way you need to because you have a great pass rush. So the corners kind of sit off about eight yards, not all the time. But when they did, they'd be about eight yards off. And then they could drive on the ball because you got the pass rush because you know the ball is coming out. And so that's one of the things. The other thing is, too, the one thing with I'll give the timing of the offense and and getting consistency, you can owe some of that to a guy being new in the system. But what has to be better with Wentz, though, is some of the decision-making, like on that intentional grounding, it's first and 10 at the 44. That was a killer penalty. And, all you know, you get outside the pocket. That was on him. That was on him. You've got it. You're a veteran. You've got to get rid of the ball. In this particular game, I'm not trying to resolve him everything. I thought there were four or five really bad plays he had. Um, yes, the, intention, yes. the intentional grounding, he has to get that out of bounds and throw it away. It had to happen sooner. It didn't, and they took a really bad penalty there. That's on him. Both yeah. of the interceptions are on him, both of them. Yeah. That was a really bad throw to McLaurin. It gave no shot. It needed to be four yards to the outside. It wasn't. It was a bad throw. The second one, Second one, he stared down a receiver and got it there late, and this rookie ended up getting in front of it. I mean, and he had guys open play. too on that play. It's on him. On the after the first sack, where there was a missed assignment and Gallimore just went unblocked and sacked him. That's not his fault, obviously. The very next play, Dallas rushes three, um, and Cosme moves Lawrence all the way up the field. Wentz is backpedaling on a sec- seven-step drop against, you know, a three-man rush. That's on him too. Like yes. you know, like he's, he's backed himself into, into a sack. Yeah, yeah this was. I, I've defended him a lot through the first few games. I thought a lot of things he was taking a lot of blame they didn't deserve. In this particular game, he had some moments that were dicey at best. There were very, and and this is what you'd call the Wentz experience. And there were, you know, it's funny, Bram, too, because if you remember that throw we had to Curtis Samuel in the end zone, on the in the second nine in the red zone, they're down twenty-two to ten. It's midway through the fourth quarter. You get a touchdown there. You stop him again, you got the ball back, you got a chance to win. So it's third, second and nine at the 10-yard line, and he throws that little corner to uh, Curtis Samuel. Well, on that play, you have Logan Thomas coming inside a slant and McLaurin coming in on a slant. I don't know if McLaurin's in on that read, but certainly Thomas is. You're getting five, six yards in that play, and it's there right now. And you now you have third down and three. He tries a tougher throw to Samuel, and he gets and it's incomplete. Next play is a sack. Then it's fourth and 15, and, of course, they don't score. But then when I went back and looked at the first touchdown to Jahan Dotson, it was like that he dropped a diamond there onto him. And it was a similar type situation where you have McLaurin and, and Thomas running a shallow cross. And yeah, you could have hit one of those two guys and they probably get a third, a first down. It's third and three. He goes for the end zone, gets a touchdown. So it's like you live by it and you die by it. Yeah. I didn't like the second one because he's throwing off his back foot and he actually kind of jumped. But yeah. the throw is actually pretty good. It's just that he didn't have the room. In the smarter throw would have been underneath. And it's one of those, you know, yeah, you know, the first one, you know, it could be like he didn't complete it. And yeah. I think the smarter throw would have been going underneath. But, you know, the first – but the, the thought process also led to the first touchdown. So, you know, and what I think we need to know, Bram, is is this – is it – with these last couple of games, is this how Wentz is going to be? Or that first game in the second half of Detroit – is that going to be, you know, are we going to get back? Are we going to see that again? 
I think you know, no, I, I think, think this goes I back to this is this is everything. This is everything, and that's why I don't I, I don't like when he gets like I'll point out what I thought were bad plays that he made. Um, and I think some of them were really bad. I mean, there were two bad picks in this game. There and the intentional grounding is totally on him. The first one, the second one, I actually thought was a bad call. I, I there He's were got to get inside the pocket. Yeah, but it was he threw. I mean, he was backpedaling under duress and threw it over. Yeah, he threw it over. They had to get outside the pocket on that one. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I mean, but give me a break. I like that was a little, that was a little much. I mean, like I'm not blaming the refereeing for losing here. I will say it was one sided. There were a number of times Montez Sweat got held really bad on one play. It didn't get. I caught. thought McLaurin. Um, there should have been a pass interference the, on the McLaurin. McLaurin on, even on the one that on the last ditch kind of touchdown play, he got hooked by Trayvon Diggs. They did not call that. Considering right. what they had called on Washington, it just felt one-sided. I'm not blaming the refereeing for losing, but I am saying it was one-sided. To be fair to Washington, it was one-sided. And I, maybe you and I disagree on that second intentional grounding. I thought that was a terrible call at that juncture of the game. Like, he threw it in the vicinity of Logan Thomas. Give me a break. Like, yeah, like come on, He was now. about 10 yards over his head. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay, well, same thing. I, could, in the first half, Cooper Rush did the same thing that you could have said the exact same thing about where he just dumped the ball off in front of nobody and they didn't say a word about it. So I'm just saying it was a one-sided game. Like they called these illegal contacts on Washington. They didn't call Diggs hooking McLaurin multiple times and especially yeah, in the red zone. They didn't yeah. call intentional grounding on Rush, but they called it twice on Wentz. Once I thought was warranted. The second one I still think is arguable. Like, I don't know. Like there, the sweat was held multiple times at one time terribly held on a play where Rush is running back in his end zone. He gets hooked. They don't even call a hold on it. I mean, the, the officiating was really bad, you know, but I still don't think it's the reason why they lost. I'm not no, trying to absolve them of it. Like, I did not think this was a great game for him. No. Um, I, but I, again, I don't think it's it's just him, and I, I just don't think he should take all the blame. I think there's a lot going on here. Yeah. And I'm hoping this offensive line thing, which doesn't sound like it's going to calm down, needs to very yeah, badly because when you don't have that cohesion, you have the types of errors that occurred here that led to a sack, that led Even, to false starts, that led to late snaps, that led to all sorts of things that blew up drives on them. Even if you have a good line coach, which they do, and he does a really good job of inserting guys into practices and training camp to get guys used to working to one with one another, he's really good on quizzing guys on assignments in classroom settings and big time. Like Guys have to study before they go in that room because they will be quizzed on their assignments. That all helps. But when you're putting a bunch together, then they have to get used to working together like that. And it's and it's not like that's not the easiest thing. And so we know that. And, you know, the the um, the let's see what Chris Hunter just I didn't see what he said. Sorry. Sorry, Chris. I was going to mention it. Refereeing. He's I'm getting a couple of people here agreeing with me. I, again, I want to reiterate, yeah, and that's I'm fine. Blaming the refs no, for them losing, but I will tell you, this was, there was some in, calls, especially in, in rewatching. This was yeah. a remarkably one-sided there, call. There were some calls that were questionable, and you know, oh, my yeah. thing is, my thing always is, you know, good teams win games, bad teams end up blaming officials, and and so like, and nobody, I haven't heard anybody like. If you, it's one thing to point out, like, yeah, they were bad calls. It's another thing to say, yeah, that's the reason they lost. And I didn't hear anybody in there saying that. John Allen said they were as one-sided. And it's like, well, yeah. But he said, but you got they got to play better. And so he's right. So let me right, ask, right, uh, there's a couple right, things right, on, right. on Twitter. There's a couple things on Twitter that I wanted to get to. Um, so A.A. Eckert wants to know, he said, has anyone asked what, to Ron Rivera, why should the fan base believe here after four games in year three that you and your coaches are the guys that turn this around? 
So um, for A.A. Eckert, and I can answer that, well, it's going to be easy what they're going to say. Like you look at Ron Rivera's history and his teams have always traditionally played, played better in the second half. And that was the case in year one here. And it was the case last year up until the COVID and the injuries hit. And that's not, you know, so I think from my standpoint, like I think that's a question at the end of the year, if they don't have a better year, why should year four happen? But I don't know, you're, you have a take on that, Bram? I, I'm nowhere near anybody no. who's writing here too. bench Wentz is you're being utterly ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and on Rivera's job security, it, they're one in three. It's October 4th. I, this is not the time to have this, this conversation at all. And no. I'm going to give the man the benefit of the doubt that he's going to do what he's done the last couple of years. This team is going to get better. Um, I think we can all see that they have warts and vulnerabilities and some yeah. of which you mentioned earlier, like, I think the they ship has sailed on fixing corner. I think the ship has sailed on fixing guard for this year. So there's yeah. a couple of things they're going to have to really think about and deal with in the off season. Hopefully this thing will steady. Hopefully they'll be more competitive. Hopefully they'll start winning some games. I do think they have an opportunity this weekend and then a short week against Chicago to kind of change the narrative a little bit, get a win or two, maybe then all of a sudden we'll see how we feel about everything. Um, but I'm, I'm nowhere near anything like that with him. I'm not ready it's, for that type of change. It's early for that. I, I just, it's too, way too early for me to even really think about it. I know a lot of people have asked and they haven't looked good. If this continues no. for six, seven weeks, obviously it's going to come up, but like, oh, I, I just don't think it will, frankly. So it's I'm, I'm trusting that they're going to get better. Listen, it's not the time. And, and just be mainly because while the fans might be that unbelievably frustrated, and I don't blame you. But from our, from my standpoint, again, the last two years, they've had bad records early and they recovered. And so the key will be, do you recover again? And I think like those, those, that kind of question gets asked. And cause if I ask that question now, then um, the answer is going to be simple because the last couple of years they've done this and this, and it is history in Carolina was in the second half of the season, they did this, this, and this. So that's what they're going to point to. The question will be here is if that doesn't happen, then what? So, and Jared, let's see. Well, Chris Hunter, let's see. The sequence they allowed of McLaurin's getting shut down by Diggs. Three plays they showed he was held. Yeah. All right. You know, and there, like I said, the one pass interference penalty, I, or the one I felt like should have been called pass interference on him. But, but again, when you're in the red zone, capitalize. And they didn't. Don't throw the, don't have an intentional grounding on first and 10 at the 44. When you have a good drive going, you're doing exactly what you needed to do. It's okay to throw it away in that case. And that, 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 that's what's more mind boggling to me. Um, Let's see, Brammer John, I just don't want to see the coaches scoffing at the media. Not a good look. I would agree. You got to win. Just win. It's, we don't, I don't control anything. I don't control. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would just say this. I would say this back to them. And I think you had brought it up or someone brought it up earlier, like in the comments two years ago when we won the division up there, um, they were a mess. They fired their coach. Wentz yeah. was still there. Now he's gone, goes to Indianapolis. Zach Ertz gets traded. They're leaning on Jalen Hurts, who no one thinks is the total answer at quarterback. They have a lot of deficiencies. Two years later, they're 4-0 and look like they might be the one seed after all the shifts that they made. You know, they're not making any excuses. They were we aggressive just, getting other guys in, too. And what's really hard about the Dallas one for me, too, and like in, in preaching patience, all this stuff, like just think about the people that they played last week and that you got beat by. That's a that's a backup quarterback who has very little experience with they lost their left tackle in the offseason. So if you want to sit there and tell me, well, we lost our center, they lost their left tackle in, in the preseason. They had a 40-year-old guy playing guard. You know, Jason Peters and I went to high school together. Uh-huh. <laughs> like he's playing guard. Um, you know, like 
for the first three games, they didn't have Michael Gallup. Dalton Schultz got hurt in week one. He came back, but he's limited. Obviously, go watch him this past week, and he's limited. Like, <laughs> they have problems, too. Well, they're three and one. So, you know what? Like, and that's where I think, like, when the messaging, to go back to really to where we were in the beginning, the messaging doesn't work for me right now. No. Like, I just, if this was year one, I would hear him out on it. But it is year three. And it's just got to it's just got to be better than this. That's all. It's just got to be better than this. Don't beat yourselves. Don't go halves where you are inept on offense. Like it's just got to be better than this. And then I hope he's right. The wins will start coming. But I will go back to I've seen him do this two years already where the team gets way better by the middle of the season. Yeah. And I do think they have too many good players to be that terrible in the end. So I do think this will turn. I don't know when, and I hope it's sooner rather than later. And I have seen signs the last couple of weeks that it will be better. And now it's just time to get it together. That's all. Right. And I think, you know, I, I remember when Marty Schottenheimer was here and they were 0-5. They were 0-5 and, and every week it was like, what can you do better? What can you do better? What can you do better? And he would say the and same thing. they were thing. woefully terrible on offense. They were horrible. If you remember that year, there was one time in the press box, they were offense was horrible. There, Jimmy Ray was the offensive coordinator. So we're sitting in the press box and a single piece of paper is floating down from the upper deck. And someone shot someone in the press box said, There goes Jimmy's playbook, because it was one page. Because like they were so like uncreative. But they were on five, and every week, Schottenheimer, the only thing, the only thing what he would say every week, the only thing we can do is work. We what do you how do you get out of this? You work harder. Yeah, we work harder, we work harder. And eventually they go eight and 11. They went out of the eight of the last 11. And I do think this team will continue to work that way. I think, but that's to me, the only message that people are going to buy. It's like, Hey, the, the only thing like right now that people, the fans want to hear is I need to coach better. We need to play better and we need to win period. You know, there's one other thing to it. I, I this really needs to be said because I've seen a lot of people have some revisionist history about the job Jay Gruden did here because his record is close to, if not a little bit better than where Rivera is at this point. And I just want to say this, and I'll tell you when I start to get really worried about a coach and it is when it looks like the effort is off. Like that's when I get worried when the effort is off and I don't see that here. And I haven't seen that at all in three years with him whatsoever. Um, So that's important to me because there were plenty of times where they had some scores like Washington's had the last couple of weeks, um, but it didn't look like those guys showed up to play under Jay Gruden. And I well, got really concerned. Like, that's where you go. These guys are even, and I don't know whether it's play for him or play for somebody else or whatever, like those kind of old mantras, but you know it when you see it. And I haven't seen that yet here. These guys play really hard. They need to get their you-know-what together so that they can give themselves a chance to win. But I don't see effort as a problem, and it's why I'm I'm standing next to Rivera and saying, I'm going to give this guy a chance to fix this thing. These things don't get fixed. Well, we're going to have yeah. to talk about this, you know, and later in the season. But I'm, at this point, not even going there because I see how hard they're playing for them, and I, I'm hoping it's going to turn around. And, you know, to that point about Jay in his last year, I talked to an agent for a guy who – Joined the team early in that year. And he said, what he said is that the, his client told him, I've never been around a team that had so little lack of urgency from the players to the coaches. And so that was, now that was Gruden's last year. They kind of knew what was going to go on, but you know, you don't hear that now and you don't see that now when you're, when you're out there, there's a gleam, Steve Moody, there you go. But 
um, you know, and but they've got to win. Like that's the only thing that's going to get them out of this is you. If you want people to give you time, you've got to win some of these games. If you go out and win a game fourteen to thirteen and it's ugly, nobody cares. Yeah. You just get to win, and that's what will give you the time. And that's why, like right now, one and three. Again, we've seen this before. Every play, every team I've covered, Bram, since like since Snyder's been here, that made the playoffs had a bad stretch to open the season, pretty much. So. Yeah. You know, yep. and Mark Mass Collector says, I don't think it's realistic to expect any more patience from the fans. I don't blame you. You know, everybody can make everybody. I, I don't you don't have to be patient. Yeah. You can, you I, should I demand, demand it. I, you don't, you don't need to be patient. And I, you, you, you want to see a winner and. You- yeah. Listen, like last year in December, when COVID hit the team and they're playing Garrett Gilbert on, you know, three days against a team that was going on a playoff run and they're missing half their roster. I don't expect them to win. And I will hear <laughs> that. That whole month, I was like, this season got ruined by this. And I I will stand by Rivera and say, I don't blame you for what happened that month. It was terrible. No. These last three weeks, it's on you guys. You guys got to fix it. Yeah. You got to fix it. So, like, don't 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 hit me with this particular injury or that particular injury because I can show you every other team's got these injuries. I had Mike Keith on, who's the voice of the Titans on my show earlier today. Okay? He said something I couldn't believe when in, in thinking about excuses, right? The Tennessee Titans were the one seed last year in the AFC, which is unbelievable in itself, considering the Bills and the Chiefs are there. But they were. They played 91 guys last year, most in the NFL. 91 wow. guys suited up for them. They don't have an excuse. They didn't have an excuse. They have the, their best pass rusher, Torres ACL. He's not playing this weekend. Bud right. Dupree still injured. They are a wreck in their secondary right now. They won their last two games. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're yeah. listed games. No. Like, everybody listen, has it. Taylor Lewan's out. Their best offensive lineman's out. They won. They won their last two games. They were the one seed last year. Derrick Henry missed a bunch of time. Like, I'm sorry. Like, at some point, there you have to just have results. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I know circumstances matter sometimes. They did in year one. They certainly did in year two. Right now, they don't. You just have to be better than this. And I think that's why people are pushing back this time going, patience for what? Like for what you, you it's, it's all about the results at this point and until people see it and that's a, but you got a chance again, because Tennessee does not defend the pass. Well, can you get healthy there? It's yeah. not, you know, some, they, they're, you know, they're, they lost their rookie receiver, Traylon Burke. So not that he was putting up huge numbers, but he's a, he's a weapon for them. So like they're missing parts and this is a home Major game. Part. Yeah. And then, Major then part. you go on the road to yeah. Chicago. Now, the Bears' defense is obviously good, but you're, you'd be facing a quarterback who is struggling. So you have a chance now to write this a little bit and yeah, get people back. And, and you know, now we keep saying that every time, and it's, at some point you got to produce it. But this is one where, like, I like you, I've seen the glimpses. The problem is, um, the problem with the glimpses is that the guys that I need to see better play from are the veterans. Like. If you're seeing young guys progress, like Sadiq Charles at guard, I know he's been inconsistent and he's got to prove his durability. But, you know, if he develops, but he's a young starter. So, like, can he progress? I mean, Trey Turner wasn't going to get better, right? But, if you know, so, like, there's some guys you can say that about, but overall as a team, there's enough guys here where you can win these games. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, Carson Wentz is not a young guy. He's new in the office, but he's not a young guy. To the no, to they, Roger who just put a, a chance. We just lost to Cooper Rush. So did the Bengals. Um, yeah. And uh, and oh by the way, like Tampa Bay. The Bengals gave up a late game winning drive. They lost. 
after they lost Taylor Heineke, we're probably like, what in the world just happened here? Yeah. So this and is this a week-to-week week league. It's a week-to-week week league. It matters who you play, when you play, not just who you play, but when you play them. And yeah. you can't beat yourself. The margin for error is thin. And on this team, they have vulnerabilities that are being exposed, which means that's on the coaching staff to figure out how to fortify that. That is on yeah. them. And then secondarily, and I and I will say this, you know, to the coaches, to the coaches too, who are pointing out the players a lot. Eleven penalties is not going to cut it. Like a lot of that's on you. Those Jackson penalties were bad. The Carson Wentz intentional grounding, the first one for sure, was bad. The false starts, that's on you guys. You know, like that's you guys. You got to be better than that. So it is everybody. It's well, everybody. and that's a, and I go back to the play action. Like that's on, you know, some of that stuff. Like you want to go back to coaching and. There are some things like you've got to get them to sell that better because it's not just about like, oh, Brian Robinson's back and he's running the ball. Well, here comes a play action. If you're not selling it, it's not going to work. And, you know, when you watch some teams that are affected with play action, it's because in by and large, they, in addition to having some threats, they sell it well. So that's on the coaches to help get that better as well. So, yeah, this is this. And I always term this like when you're at this point, if it becomes an organizational failure. And and that, you know, whether it's the player acquisition, the coaching development or the players themselves, it's on everybody. And so everybody bootlegs, Phil W, that bootleg got him in trouble last week a couple of times. They've tried the bootlegs. It hasn't worked. That's, that starts working. I'll start calling them the bootleggers. So let's there, do it. There, there you go. So anyway, Bram, we got any other questions to answer here? We've been rambling for a little bit. No, nope, it's time for me to go to bed and stop thinking about this. <laughs> and James McCor says currently no margin for error coaches or players James you are right we will end on that one thank you very much for everybody for tuning to excuse me thank you very much to everybody for tuning in thanks to Bram for always hopping on here and it's always a good discussion here I hope you guys enjoy it I will be back on Thursday with Santana Moss talking about the commanders going over the past game the receivers all that good stuff I will talk to you next time.